0: When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply.
1: We are doing this every Tuesday. They need to come hang out with Mooch and the Misses.
2: That is called fascism. Okay, he is a fascist leader. He's
1: his own worst enemy. He's creating his own problems. You know, he's like one of those people who can't get out of their own way.
2: I don't want to be one of those
1: it's Like kind of Trump like, okay, haters. Okay, I just want to it. make...
2: Everyone is a product of their upbringing and their personal loyalties. I'm a human being, and I probably got overtaken by the excitement of him winning. The minute you called me to say, boom, as soon as I got that, boom, I called you right back.
1: Anyway, you, then you, you lose hit the me. argument. All the ladies out there... My mother's
2: like, why are you cursing so much? I'm like, ma... Where do you think I learned it from?
1: We do this podcast. I go into the city, we have dinners together, or we'll travel. We spend time to be together as yes. a couple and a family and as business partners and I feel like it really helps us. You still love me? I do. Okay. Do you still God. love me? Very much. Okay, I don't know if you have, I mean let's Very let go. Very much my there.
2: liberal hot wife.
1: That is hysterical. Oh, my God. It's like the Cosbys, the Cosbys of podcasting. Oh, my God. Don't say
2: that. I mean, that didn't end well for Bill. Oh, okay. okay? Well, yeah. I
1: mean, the show, not his real life. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so here we are. We have a special guest today. We actually have him on our show. Anthony has been, um, had the privilege of being on his show in the past. Um, Josh, are you there?
3: Yes. Hi, Deirdre.
1: Hi. Big fan. we have Josh Jelinski. Um He's the host of the Financial Quarterback on seven hundred and ten WOR on Saturday mornings, so you can have your coffee
2: nine a.m. to eleven. Nine a.m. to eleven a.m. Um, Listen to fabulous him. show.
1: Yep. Um, and and he's, he's also writing. Are you writing? No, you wrote the book. Wrote the book you wrote yeah. the book already. Retirement Reality Check. I need that. Um, which is probably something that everybody in this country should read because so, so well. wastefully spending our money and then we retire and have
2: none josh you've done a lot of work on this so and we have a lot of listeners that could use help on this topic so so tell us a little bit what you learned about people as they're about to retire right are they they're just not planning or what what's going on out there and what can people do at all different ages to help themselves
3: well that's a that's a massive question great to be with you the, the subtitle of the book is How to Spend Your Money and Still Leave an Amazing Legacy. I'm finding that a lot of people, so, so this is like the perfect podcast because the is you're about, I know you're not supposed to share your age, but you're in your 30s.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm actually I'm in, 40. But
3: oh, thanks. Okay. Well, I thought you were like 38, but okay. okay. So well, I appreciate that. You, you're, you're almost a millennial. I guess you'd be a zennial. I, I think have, I'm a I don't millennial know what
1: too. I am. I have no. Well, how old are you, Josh?
3: 38.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what we are. So, I don't know what we are. We got to look thought, that up. I think we're the, that in
3: between. We're not really millennials and we're not really boomers. And then Mooch, you're you're in your 50s, He's your a boomer. early
2: 50s. Yeah, 55. So you're a
3: boomer. Yeah. So this book is for every age group. I find that people in their 30s like, "We came of age Deirdre, at a time where our parents lost half of their money in the stock market meltdown of 2000, 2002. Yep. And then just as they were going to retire, two thousand eight, they lost 40% of their net worth in 2008. Yes. So I'm meeting a lot of, I would call them zennials, the generation from 19 born 1977, 1983. Also the millennials who were bur- born later and boomers are still kind of shell shocked. Even though we've had one of the longest economic expansions in history, I'm meeting with a lot of people who are, who are very timid about the market, timid about their 401k, and they actually missed out on one of the greatest stock market rallies in history, and now may not be the time to you know kind of dip your toe back so in the water. So our book is focused on all age groups, millennials, zennials, boomers, seniors, who want to spend their money and leave an amazing legacy for too long, and Mooch, you know this because you 're in the financial services industry, and that 's how you know I knew, knew of you from your work at Skybridge and the great uh, work you do democratizing investing, and giving opportunities to people who would normally you know be reserved for the kind of the super elite um, so I love what you 're doing, but i 've noticed that too many people are kind of shell-shocked with fear and they don't have a spending plan for their money. They just have a saving plan. So the purpose of my book is to give people joy in investing and not misery Mm. and to actually teach them how the whole idea of retirement savings is so that you can enjoy your thirties, your forties, your fifties, your sixties. Like I just don't want to like miss out on trips to Disney world or trips. I mean, right now I'm I'm in our beach house in a room tucked away, hiding from the kids, so they don't make room on the podcast.
1: That's okay. They could. And, they're welcome anytime. Just like, <laughs> just have them come on. We're interested in hearing I, what they have so to wonderful. say.
3: They, they'll be great. <laughs> uh, but you know, you know, it's funny. The only one who really wants to come on is like the 20 month
1: old. Of course, they have <laughs> a lot he, to say. They have so much on their mind. Ours too. Oh my God, he has not stopped talking. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. You don't want, you want to live your life while you're, while you're alive versus saving to retire and not doing anything, which I think a lot of people do, or a lot of people feel like they do live and then they have nothing left when they do retire. And which is also a scary notion.
3: Yeah. And that's why the subtitles, how to spend your money and still leave an amazing legacy. Mm -hmm. I want people to save for retirement so that they have a permission slip to enjoy. I think of my parents who just died at 71, both of them within seven months of each other, 52 years married. They didn't have a penny to rub together when they died, but at least they enjoyed a trip every year. They went on a honeymoon to Disney World. They loved it. It was their most favorite place. Mm -hmm. Now, they followed a lot of the traditional paradigm, you know, the pie that everybody does.
1: Oh, about and too, risk, many... too risky, not risky enough. You're talking about the investment pie. Yeah, of I think we money... need a yeah. new paradigm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, like the like 100% aggressive. If you're young, if you're older, you know you go more conservative. I think we need an entirely new paradigm. We've been following the pie for 60 years, and where has it gotten the average American saving for retirement? Is still they only have about 50,000, according to Fidelity. And I got my—I uh, got John Malden, best-selling New York Times author, to write the forward to my book. And the—the the big thing he's talking about is in the Great Reset. If we have a market uh, meltdown somewhere between now and let's call it 2024, the average American is—is is not going to be any better prepared for that meltdown than they were in '08 or 2000, 2002. So my book's trying to prepare people.
1: So give us just like a snapshot or a window into it. So what do you suggest the new pie should be or how we should be doing things differently?
3: Uh, there, there's a ton, but I'll give you a couple. Yeah, number just so, one, if
1: you could give us a notes, just to give our reality listeners Reality check sense.
3: number one, quit worrying about your money. Meaning give yourself a carrot on a stick. Save 10 to 20% of your income. But do it while enjoying a honeymoon once a year, uh, taking the kids uh, somewhere special once a year. Don't uh, don't depress. Don't forego memories. You know, too many people. I mean, I, I respect the people write the book about you know skipping your daily coffee, but I know no successful person who really skips their latte. Right. No offense to, to that book. <laughs> I mean, every. I cannot. I cannot. And to live without my latte, you know, every day. No, I get, so
1: this is like, this is more than a financial notion. This is more of a lifestyle piece and enjoying um, your life. It's not even so much about, I mean, it is about, you know, finances and money, but it's also about stopping and um, taking a moment to enjoy some of the small things that make your life happy or enjoyable, whether it be a latte or a trip to wherever with Your family, Um, I think this is—it's like a—it's a—it's a a bigger thing than just your your wallet, right?
0: When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go! Visit Instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Ten dollar minimum per order. Additional terms apply.
2: So, so Josh, the average person, what do they need to save on an annual basis? He said ten, 10 to twenty 20% 20%. percent. Of your, yeah. But when you're, let's say, I am forty-five, and I haven't Don't saved much. Wish. I wish I was, but I'm not. But let's say I'm in my mid-forties. I haven't saved much, but man, I'm looking at twenty years from now retiring or twenty-five. Right. Can years you turn from it now, around, like later yeah, in what life? Do you, what do you do in that situation? I think you can turn it around if you're fifty-five.
3: If the average person makes, let's say, 50 grand a year, and you learn to live like a pauper, but you, you don't forgo that family vacation or whatever is meaningful to you, the latte, let's say you got 50 grand a year to spend. Now, in the Northeast, that's really difficult to save anything on 50, but let's say, let's use 50 grand a year as a round number. If you lived on 30 grand for food, rent, mortgage, you take 10 to 20 grand. You socked that away for 20 years at zero interest. That's 400 grand 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. 400 grand plus Social Security is better than most. I mean, people have to – I know I know radio listeners who call up and they're like, I'm 52. I have nothing saved. What do I do? I tell them, start. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, cut your cable bill. Cut your Netflix bill. Cut your stupid stuff. Don't cut your latte if you really like that. I mean, we all have things <laughs> that are non-negotiable to our happiness. Mm-hmm. For me, that means coffee. That means going out to eat and going on vacations with my family. But there are other things like my wife, she doesn't really need uh, you know, the the latest handbag or the latest, you know, and greatest shoe.
1: Yeah, but she I really feel her wants on to that. spend money. Yeah. Yeah,
3: but she really wants to spend money on organic food. So, you know, you kinda of have a give, a give and
1: take. It's a give and take. Yeah, definitely. Priorities.
3: But I think anybody can start early enough. I think or late enough. But I uh, one of the things I talk about in the book is setting up a volatility buffer. A lot of people I've talked, to, especially people in the 30s and 40s, they are shell shocked. They have like 100, 200 grand in cash. And I know you know with your work on Skybridge, a lot of people who have significant amounts of money, they have so much cash still on the sideline. They're they're sort of shell shocked. They don't mm-hmm. know what to do. Mm-hmm. I think if we set up, you know, they're You know, are we going to have a recession this year? Are we going to have one in two years? Are we going to have in three years? Who cares? Set up a volatility buffer. We know recessions will come. Have one to three years of your income in the bank, in treasuries, in more conservative type of things. That way you can weather the financial storm Mm -hmm. that may come next year, you know, if we don't cut a deal with China, or, uh, you know, four or five years from now, you know.
1: It's definitely good advice. So and the thing that I'm thinking of, this is all all these numbers are going to be different for everybody, depending on where you live, like how you were saying in the Northeast, you know, it's super expensive and um, things cost a lot more money than they do, say, in the South or, you know, in in Georgia or something like that. So all of this stuff we have to keep in mind is going to be different based on where you live, the job you hold, how many kids you have. But I mean, I guess there's ways to work around all of those variables, right?
3: Yeah, I think I think it's what your priorities are. I mean, we have six kids. We just had our six
1: oh like God. eight
3: weeks ago. And God bless
1: you. <laughs> you know, some people, they're
3: spending, yeah, we need his blessing.
1: Oh, my God, you do. Yes, yeah, and a, a good babysitter, yeah.
3: Uh, it's fun. I mean, we have six, 11, and under, so oh it's craziness oh in God. the house. It's absolute mayhem. I feel it's you. like those WWF uh, wrestling matches in the 80s. You
1: know, yes, like people are flying off deadly. the ropes, right?
3: Yeah, I, had, I know we've had four boys in a row and the the first two were these genteel little girls and the boys screwed it all up.
1: Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's what happens. They come in and they they take over. I know Anthony and I but yesterday no, we had I don't know why, I guess because it was like the third, you know, Labor Day. We had like an extra day with the kids on the weekend. And he was like, oh, my God, yesterday I was begging for mercy. All I wanted was the day to like end and for us to go to sleep. He said, "But today I woke up and I was like a little bit sad. I just wanted them to come out and start punching me again." But we had to go to work. And I said, "I know. You know, you take the beating, but it's kind of fun. You you want more? Obviously, you're you're a glutton for punishment. You have six.
3: No, we have, we love it. But those are the days you save for, and maybe you save in a volatility buffer so you can take an extra day a week with the kids or an extra day every month and go wrestle. Yeah. The point is to find your why." to invest, to set up a volatility buffer so you can weather the uncertainties and the storms that come in the financial market. You also want to look at tax-smart investing, Roths, permanent life insurance. You know, a lot of people have told me, you know, I grew up in an age where it was like buy term, invest the difference. But I don't know about you. When I die, I want my wife to be okay. I want to have a lot of money and I'll probably die after the term expires. So in our book, we rethink insurance. We rethink annuities, which are are kind of a middle-class pension vehicle that many uh, talking heads downgrade, but a lot of people like a paycheck every month. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I remember, uh, Anthony, hearing your personal story, you know, your parents kind of blue-collar, brought up in Long Island, my parents very blue-collar, in New Jersey, and they would have loved to get a pension check every month. There's no
1: question.
3: And two and my mom and dad they didn't have the risk tolerance they couldn't stand the market going down so they pulled it all out at the wrong time so some of my book is written to protect the average kind of everyday working person from themselves and that's why there are certain risk transference products i mean i know you're you're an expert on that with what you do in alternative investing at skybridge but i find that a lot of Uh, The talking heads right now talk about investing in index funds. That's great. I'm all for low fees. But when the market resets, those index funds are going to go down 40%, 50%. So we need to be thinking about conservative places to store money, not just risky places.
1: But this is why I feel like, you know, someone who's not very savvy in this type of stuff. You see why
2: Josh and I get along so well. Don't I say that all, everything you just said, I say it all day. Yes,
1: you do. But the other thing is... um, I feel like a lot of people, myself included, are not savvy on this type of thing, and they have no clue what goes on in the markets other than what they see on CNBC or whatever, Bloomberg. And we're at the mercy of a financial advisor or somebody that we trust that's telling us, do this, do that, and we do what they say. So for somebody like me who's not well, not 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 that I'm not well-read, but just not so savvy, um, On these kinds of things, and I would have absolutely no clue to do what to do with my money if I hadn't asked somebody else. Where does somebody go in like the sea of financial advisors to find someone who they're on the same page with, and who they can trust to do the right thing with their their money over time? I mean, I know you you run a company, the Jelinski Advisory Group, and um, you probably have to teach people as you go how to do things and invest their money, correct?
3: No, no, that's great. Um, Yeah, I I would start with three letters, P for protect, S for save, and G for grow. Our financial industry does a bad job of promoting growth but not protection and savings. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure you have enough term insurance. That way, if you die, your kids and spouse or significant other are okay. We want to make sure you have enough disability insurance. We want to make sure you have enough legacy insurance, a will, a trust, all that. That's part of your protection. That's like your moat around your financial castle. Mm -hmm. Then you want to make sure you save and have a volatility buffer equal to one to three years of your pay. That's goal number one. If you can't get a year's worth of your pay, do not pass go. Do not collect $200 because you want to be protected from the big three. Death disability, unemployment. You Mm -hmm. can always work longer if you're 70 and don't have enough saved up for retirement. You know what I mean? Unless you're dead or disabled or unemployed. Those are the three big things that financial planning should protect. As far as um, any listener or reader, you buy the book will actually uh, give you access to a free assessment where you can test and give your own risk score For example, the S&P 500, which uh, Warren Buffett says everybody should put their money into, that is a risk score on a program of 70. And that's too risky for many people to put 100% of their money into. Mm -hmm. So I think it starts with being on the same page, because you might have an advisor who's only focused on growth and not protection and not savings and not alternatives or non-correlated assets to the market What what Anthony's known for, you know, you need people who are not just going to be sort of droning the same regurgitated advice of put all your money in the same things. Michael Burry, the guy uh, who was featured in The Big Short, he just uh, came out last week saying there's a bubble in passive investments because everybody's putting their money in index funds. Or mm-hmm. A lot of people are. Mm-hmm. So I would I would start with P S and G: protect, save, grow obviously get my book and then obviously any, i feel anybody... like your
1: book would help someone like me so much i mean without anthony he he oversees a, a, everything as it relates to finances and our family but without him i would be absolutely lost i feel like in all honesty a book like this would help me cuz i could go into a meeting and be somewhat knowledgeable about what i need to do or what i need to say to someone who potentially may help me um with my with my money so I think no, it's a I great book that's
3: right on. Yeah. And I think in the era of, you know, me too and women's rights, you and your honey should both be in on the money decisions because different spouses value different things. Um, I mean, I always try to beg my wife to be involved in the stuff. She's like, I married a financial advisor. Yeah, I
1: reason. have no interest I either. I think your wife's name is Beth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell her I'm with her on that. He can do it all day long for us. Cause I have no interest, but I think, ironically, he and I are on the same page about how to spend our money, which is um, probably a unique thing. But it's very helpful because we don't have arguments over how to spend our money, thankfully. But I know that's a big thing in relationships. But that's a whole another podcast.
3: Well, they say that's the number one reason marriages end is money. I mean, I'm kind of blessed with that too. My wife does not buy stupid stuff, so I'm really blessed there. And when we spend right, because that can definitely care. be
1: frustrating, you know.
3: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, I would
3: be. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a problem with the organic grocery bills, but other than that. You know.
1: <laughs> well, at least that's going to the little mouths, making them very exactly. happy and healthy. So that's a good thing.
2: Well, Josh, we appreciate you being on, and uh, hopefully I'll get back on your show sometime soon.
3: No, we'd love to have you on as soon as possible. And folks, go to Amazon, get the book, The Retirement Reality Check, today on Amazon or Barnes & Noble? I'm going
1: to get it because I want to make sure my mom has... I already ordered it for you, oh, okay. babe. I just,
2: I just clicked that right, one-click cool. you on Amazon. All right. you're get it I on, want to uh, share it with my mom, make sure she's all set. All, all right, right Josh, Josh, enjoy your beach house huge, and your new baby. Huge fan, man. God bless you, man. Likewise. God Thanks again. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island